Welcome back to the Entourage Podcast. It's a pleasure to introduce to you this series, Early Christmas Presents. Beyond today, we're going to be looking at characters in the Christmas story found in Matthew 1 and 2 and Luke 1 and 2 who experienced the presence of Jesus and explore through both the content online and in these podcasts what the encounter of the presence of Jesus looked like in the lives of these folks. But today, I'm here with you, Paige Scott, on the other on the other side of the airwaves, and I am talking to you about the presence of Jesus, because this is the reason we celebrate. Um, so excited to be sharing on this content with you. And so I really want to start in a place that is not part of the traditional Christmas story as we think of it. If you have your word, I'd like for you to go back to Genesis chapter 3. If you're familiar with the Bible, you may be thinking that's the fall of humanity where Eve ate the apple, where they experienced sin, uh, and and the curse came about. And so I'm going to start in Genesis 3. And in beginning in verse 8, this is after they've eaten the apple, they've committed sin, and they are in hiding from the Lord. So uh, just as a reminder, we were created to constantly be in fellowship with the Lord, to be in His presence. That was God's design from the foundations of the world, and our sin interrupted that. And so this is the introduction of that interruption, and I think it's important that we look at that so that we can fully appreciate the appearance of Jesus' presence in the flesh that we're going to see through the rest of this series. So Genesis 3, verse 8 And they heard the sound, they, being Adam and Eve, heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. I just want to pause right there. Sin changed something that was so natural to their design. The presence was a part of their everyday life, the presence of God. And then sin shifted something to make it um, to make it foreign to them, not because God had done anything differently, but because they brought an element into the purity of His design that really impacted um, what they had experienced prior to sin entering the world. And so God begins to have this conversation with them. Who told you that you were naked? Why are you hiding? So on and so forth. And as they unfold the story to him that he already knows very well, he says to the serpent, the serpent being the devil, our adversary, he says in verse 14 of Genesis chapter 3, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall crush your head and you shall bruise his heel. This is a prophecy about Jesus, about um, the offspring from the woman that is going to crush the head of Satan. And so as you continue reading, then you hear about the, the curse that the woman experiences because of the sin. Then you hear about the curse that Adam experiences and mankind because of of the sin. But I just want to note that in verse 15, God already declares 
and makes way for what grace is going to look like later on before the curse is even delved out. And that grace, that truth is the presence of Jesus Christ that we are talking about. So the whole text of, of all of these days of content and all the text in the Bible concerning Jesus as an infant, you're going to find it in Matthew's, Matthew chapter 1 and 2 and Luke chapter 1 and 2. And just in thinking about being in the presence of, of someone, I think back to, to when, the time when I fell in love. Like if you watched Bambi growing up, people call this experience like Twitter patient or Twitter pated. Um, if you're young and you don't like know about Bambi, just Google that and you'll see like a picture of a bunny rabbit and then it'll all make sense. I think it's a bunny rabbit. But in the season of falling in love with my husband, when I had first met my husband, I was um, infatuated with, with just the idea of who he was. He was so different than what I had anticipated my future husband being like, just in every sense of the word, um, that I just could not uh, get enough of his company, really. And so during the time we, we first met and, and fell in love, I had taken an internship three hours away. And otherwise, I'd been in the same community or near the same community as him without interruption. And so it was an unfortunate thing to have to be away from him every like during the weeks as I would go and work. But um, when I would leave Oklahoma City from my internship, I would text him and tell him in anticipation of us arriving at the exact same time when I got back from the metro area that he would be waiting for me and I would be pulling into my driveway. And that's funny to think about now that we've been married almost 10 years, things don't really work that way uh, now logistically. But there were times when I, I would drive as efficiently as possible just to arrive at the same time and the same place as him. And literally, I can remember pulling down the dirt road that I lived on and he, from one direction, and he would be pulling down the road from the other direction, and we would just arrive at the same time. And it was like this distance reconciled, and then I was back in his presence, and everything else as far as time just stood still. Life paused uh, because I was back in the presence of someone that I loved. And so as I think about that story, I, I really think about the reality that God has been the one uh, preparing the hearts of these people for him. God has been the one yearning to have his bride, to have the nation of Israel desiring him in preparation for him. Uh, we'll read about John the Baptist character in one of these devotionals, and his sole existence is to turn the hearts of men back to the Lord. And so as we read about all of these different characters, either hearing about his presence and having a response to that, or being invited to experience his physical presence, the invitation came from Jesus, um, especially when things that uh, we're going to look at Simeon, Anna, the wise men, the shepherds. Uh, those are some of my favorite accounts that we're going to look at. And we're just going to see this invitation from an amazing, grace-filled, truth-filled Savior to folks that he desires to be his bride, that he has turned their hearts to him to experience his presence. And so I want to be clear that while we are looking specifically at encounters of the earliest, earliest recorded um, presence encounters of Jesus, we're not looking at the rest of his ministry in this text. There are 
you could spend the rest of your life looking at those things. I just, I want to be clear that the presence of Jesus is something that is still available to us today. Jesus came and was born and he died again and he rose from the dead. And then he sent his helper that he might remain in us and us with him. And so when we're talking about experiencing the presence of Jesus, we don't want anyone to think that is isolated to these stories of these characters in the Bible or that is isolated to those of us who are on the other side of this microphone. The presence of Jesus still is an invitation to us. We have an opportunity for our heart to be turned back to the Lord because of the work that he has done. And so I just want to spend the next few moments and I want to pray over you and I want to explain how you encounter the presence of Jesus the Word of God says a couple of things on the matter that are with all the Word of God is always without dispute, but to describe it in the simplest way, there's scripture that says, Call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. You're saved um, by grace through faith. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. So if we take all those things and we put them together, I think initially inviting God into your life to experience his presence probably looks something like this prayer. And, and if you feel compelled to pray this, I would just ask that you, you repeat after me and join me in your car, at your workplace, on your run, wherever you are right now, uh, because we want to ensure that everyone uh, listening to this podcast has experienced the presence of Jesus um, in a way that is eternal and, and impactful. So Jesus, we thank you for what you did on the cross. We thank you that you rose from the grave. We thank you that you forgive all of our sins. We thank you that you bore our sufferings on the cross. We thank you that we have access to the Father and through you alone. We confess you as Lord and we ask you to be Savior and Lord in our lives today. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, please follow up with us and, and let us know that. Um, but moving forward, I would just remind everyone that the invitation is for all who would believe. The book of John says that God is not willing that any should perish, but all should have eternal life. So back to the picture that I painted earlier of my husband, then fiance or boyfriend at that time, uh, when we just desired so strongly to be in each other's presence that we would not spare a second in, in reaching that point of, of meeting together. That is how the Lord feels about you. And he has felt about you from the time he created you. He desires for you to experience his presence. So um, going into these stories, like every other podcast that we will record in this series and outside of it, we speak from the word because it is alive, it is powerful, it is sharper than any double-edged sword. And we look closely at the lives of these characters that we might see ourselves in their lives and reap the truths and the benefits that are available to us from studying, uh, from studying their life experiences and, and so on and, and so forth. So uh, I'm going to pray a, a prayer of blessing for each of you. 
and conclude with this part from the written text. If you're listening to the podcast ahead of reading uh, the email or social media content, there are a number of daily devotionals that will be going out and will be posted in real time. It would probably work most efficiently for you to read the written content first and then to click onto the podcast link as supplemental content for going deeper. So maybe start with one in the morning, end with one in the evening, or do it all together. It doesn't matter. Uh, But I'm going to conclude by reading this about being in his presence from the written portion of today. In the presence of Jesus, generational promises were fulfilled. Personal promises were manifested. The natural became supernatural. Grown men bowed down. His lordship was confessed. Unlikely people were filled with the Holy Spirit. Uneducated men spoke of glorious things. Women prophesied and praised. Powerful kings trembled in fear, curiosity, and wonder. Nature testified of his arrival. Angels testified of his peace. The word of God affirmed the details of his presence. God with us, Emmanuel. Lord, may every woman that's listening remember that you are Emmanuel today, that you still fulfill promises, that you still bring peace, that you still work miraculous things in natural situations. We exalt you as Lord. We confess you as Lord. And we thank you uh, that you were born um, so that we might experience your presence. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.